It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We expect quarterbacks to come off the board early in the 2023 NFL draft, so we're examining potential landing spots in the top five to evaluate how prepared those teams are to welcome a young quarterback today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Lockdown NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Lockdown Bills. He's Kyle Krabs with Lockdown Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the NFL on the Lockdown NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. It is my casual personal mission to break you on an intro, just so you know. There's like the little the little digs are going to be there. They're going to keep coming. I'm going to try to time one out in a way that's just going to make you giggle a little bit, and then we'll laugh and have fun, and then we'll we'll go on with our business. So just um, forewarning, we made it about a week before I started interjecting on your intros when we, we kind of repositioned uh, the draft dudes and, and our focus. And uh, looking forward to today's. Uh, I know that we've gotten a lot of DMs and asked it, uh, a lot, had a lot of questions asked, you guys going to do any draft stuff? You going to talk about the draft? You going to do anything with the draft? Well, Here's a draft concept for you guys is we're going to talk about supporting casts for, for teams picking the top five that we expect to be in the market. Uh, three specifically, the Carolina Panthers, the Houston Texans, and the Indianapolis Colts. So, Joe, happy Thursday to you. Yeah, thank you. I, I know your tactics, Kyle. We've been doing this for a long time. You know, 
Um, so I'll I'll try to I'll try to power through the best I can. You'll probably get me a few times, but that's the goal. Um, yeah. Okay. And everyone else is just apologies. You're along for the ride. Just be thankful yeah. I haven't found the soundboard to integrate here yeah, into we'll the, the stream. I, I will fight the soundboard people. I, I'm here for you. <laughs> Trust me. So, Kyle, like you mentioned, yeah. we're talking quarterback destinations in the top five of the yeah. draft. We we could see three, maybe four, go in the top five picks. Um, now, I think that would require some trades up. But right now, we have the Carolina Panthers at one, the Houston Texans at two, and the Indianapolis Colts at four, which – are all presumably quarterback destinations. And we're going to get into the specifics of each team. But before we really dive into that, I want to ask you a question because there's something that all three teams that I just mentioned, the Panthers, the Texans, and the Colts all have in common. They need a quarterback. Well, yeah, they do. But there's another thing that they have in common. Okay. All all situations that have first-year head coaches Mm. with those teams. And Mm. so – Obviously, we're going to get into the talent and, and supporting cast and all that type of stuff, but do you have any general thoughts on that? A team with a brand-new head coach in their first offseason drafting a first-round quarterback, is that a recipe for success? Do you kind of have to do it? Is it ideal? General thoughts on that. I think if it it can be unbothersome if your head coach is Frank Reich, who's been a head coach before. Right, in the very least, he's not a rookie head coach. Now, I, I think there are growing pains with with taking over that role because it is so much more CEO oriented for the entirety of the team as compared to being in charge of your side of the football. And and there's a lot more to it than X's and O's. And uh, through the sense of uh, Frank Reich, I I'm unconcerned for Carolina's ability to onboard a quarterback and, and put that player, have a chance to put that player in a position to have success. We're going to talk about the Panthers here right off the jump. Um, but I, I like some of the things that they've done in free agency. Um, we'll talk about their offensive line. Uh, I think the wide receiver position is probably something that we need to address for Carolina. But I think from a structure perspective, having an experienced head coach is a very valuable tool that both the Texans and the Colts um, don't have the luxury of a Frank Wright in that those shoes. I remember very well the Bills not drafting a quarterback in 2017, Sean McDermott's first year with the team. And it has since become widely known that he wasn't going to draft a quarterback in the first round. And his message, despite ownership actually wanting Patrick Mahomes, was – I don't want a rookie quarterback in year one. And he didn't get a rookie quarterback in year one. And so I, I thought it was interesting to consider what Sean McDermott's philosophy was this and kind of introduce it into these three teams that are first-year head coaches that we think are going to draft a quarterback in the top five. Come out. Boy, oh, boy, did you get lucky. Oh, your, yeah, yeah, For yeah. your pivot to be, hey, we yeah. want Pat Mahomes. <laughs> he said, no, we're good. We're going to take Josh Allen instead. Imagine if they picked any other guy. Yeah, they, brother, we 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 fully understand <laughs> how lucky that is. Because Terry Pagula, the owner, anybody that he could talk to, it was, it was like he was past. letting him know, I love Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Was like infatuated is a word that has mm. come out. And Sean McDermott said, No, I don't I don't want a rookie quarterback. We I want to win in year one. We're gonna roll with Tyrod Taylor and we're gonna try to win football games. And 
to his credit, they went nine and seven, backdoored to the playoffs. They did set the great tone. They got the quarterback the next year. Doesn't always work that way. And I think as we get to Houston in the next segment, we could kind of talk about that a little bit because maybe they're sure. not ready for a quarterback. But can you really pass on the guys if they're there? So, all right, let's let's talk about the Carolina Panthers, Kyle. Um, you kind of set the tone a little bit here. What I like, obviously, is the coaching staff, Kyle. Frank Reich, Thomas Brown, Josh McGowan, Deuce Staley, Jim Caldwell. Hey, Are you kidding? Awesome staff. Are you kidding? <laughs> for, and for, then, oh, uh, by the way, not not that it really matters, but you got a zero Vero on the defense side yeah, of the ball as well. Right, yeah, that's Casually, loaded too. Yeah. That's loaded too, and your defense was already good, right? But you have the coaching. I mean, this is a dream situation to me. I mean, former NFL quarterbacks – Experience head coaches, Jim Caldwell. Are you kidding? Right. And and Carolina, believe it or not, actually has an offensive line. Like their their group from last year is all back. And you'd like to think guys like Iki Aquanu, with the growth he showed in year two, is going to be even. Or excuse me, throughout the season, is going to be even better in year two with other pillars like a uh, uh, Austin Corbett at right guard and, and Taylor Moton and. You know, what Brady Christensen showed as a left guard last year, bringing back Bradley Bozeman. The offensive line's actually good. Continuity. Now, not necessarily in the system, but I don't think that that's a bad thing. Right? Uh, I think that the skill set here and the familiarity with the guys, being able to see different fronts and, and kind of anticipate a little bit how the guy next to you is going to see it and feel it and interpret it. Uh, and then talent. Like, Corbett's a talented guy. He didn't necessarily hit the ground running in the NFL, but, you know, got traded from Cleveland to the Rams, and then the Rams system kind of unlocked his best abilities. Moton's been one of the more consistent right tackles in football for quite some time. Iquano's got talent through the roof as a top 10 pick from last year. Christensen's a former tackle that I think the movement skills are, are pretty good. And Bozeman, I think he's certainly made it this far based on his football intelligence. And he might not be the most sexy movement skills type of player at center. And I know you and I, when we talked about constructing successful offensive line, we talked about that component, but the football intelligence and anticipation level there, especially when you have good athletes on either side of you, yep. can can really complement everything together very well, which I think the, the the Panthers have the ability to do. And then you, you look at the extensions of that with Hayden Hurst as a free agent signing at tight end, who I think is more well-rounded than he was coming out of South Carolina. Uh, as actually being a tight end. You look at his, his resume last year in Cincinnati and what he did. I thought he played well. I thought he played physical. Uh, he's still very obviously uh, appealing from a receiving aspect. And then they added Miles Sanders in the backfield. You know, you'd, you'd probably like somebody with a little bit more thump to complement that for short yardage stuff. But you think about the run game and the offensive line, you, you, you piece this together pretty darn well here in year yeah. one. Yeah, and Adam Thielen's a start at receiver. Like, obviously, trading away DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson in the last six months has changed the landscape of your receiver core. You're hoping for growth from Terrence Marshall and Shai Smith. LaVisca Chenault, I think, kind of is what he is, a, a an X-factor more than he is a volume piece of an offense. I think you need to get another weapon there at receiver, but I think the coaching, the O-line, the running back situation, the tight end, it's it's – it's really developed nicely for a young quarterback to step into this situation. Oh, by the way, Andy Dalton is there as your mentor, experienced veteran. Yeah, if you're absolutely not ready to play right away, you have Andy Dalton in your back pocket. I think Carolina 
has done well to position themselves to bring in a quarterback with the number one overall pick that they traded up to get, right? They probably had to – that had to be part of the assessment is, okay, do we have enough to make this work? And I think there's been good vision and foresight to this point. Just get a, get another receiver in the building here, and and I think you've you've done well to get this set up. Let me ask you this question because we just saw the um... – the Jets trade Elijah Moore to the Browns yesterday. Yeah. Thankfully, shortly after we released a podcast in which we listed the Browns as a potential landing spot for DeAndre Hopkins. So, do you think Carolina should have been interested in that? Oh, one billion percent. I agree. Um, because that's, I think that's they have the, picked thirty-nine. They could have done the same deal, well, right? Mm, yes, they could have done the same deal. They could have sent thirty-nine instead of forty-two or forty-three or whichever the two it was and gotten Elijah Moore in 75. Now, hindsight's twenty twenty, but as, and the reason I ask that is I look at the receivers, Terrence Marshall, LaVisca Chanel, Adam Thielen, Preston Williams. I know way too much about Preston Williams. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of separation on that group right now. Right. And I don't mean separation from the good players to the bad players. I mean, nobody's getting open with consistency in that group as far as route running ability or dynamic athleticism. So I think when we think about the Panthers at 39, here's the last question I'll ask you. If the direction is C.J. Stroud, how long do you wait before you go trade up to go get Jackson Smith and Jigba? Oh, man. Can you, though? I mean, if your next pick is 39, Jackson Smith and Jigba's probably the first receiver off the board and probably top 15, maybe top so? 12. You yeah, so? I do. I do, yeah. I'd be surprised absolutely. if he's that Ooh. high. Ooh, top 15. I'll take it right now. Okay. Just don't forget the, the Patriots coach Zay Flowers at the Shrine Bowl. So yeah, I'm, he, I'm aware. They'd lock that one in. I'm aware. I think he goes top 15. <laughs> I think he goes if he gets yes. If he gets past 20, do you make the move? To get from 39 to, to 20s? To 21, 22, somewhere in there. I'd certainly oh, try. Man. I'd certainly yeah, try. Yeah, I'd talk about it. I'd talk about it. Because he's, he's so different than everything else you have in your wide receiver room. Yeah. And you feel really good about the rest of your offensive infrastructure. You'll probably have to ask yourself questions about what receiver you could just draft at 39, too. But I, I think JSN yeah, Josh, is establishing Josh himself Downs. as wide receiver one. Yeah. Who knows who's going to fall? Who knows? All right. Well, look, the Carolina Panthers are, I think, generally well-positioned to usher in a quarterback with a top pick. Surely they thought that was true as well when they made the decision to trade up and give up what they did. Uh, so we're going to shift our, uh, our focus here to the Houston Texans next. But first, need to tell you about FanDuel. The NCAA tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. And simply put, there's no better place besides FanDuel to place your bets in America. So check it out. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss this chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So let's talk about the Texans. We, we've exhausted the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Houston, D'Amico Ryan's defensive coach. Uh, this team is not afraid to spend right now. I think that's been the, the number one thing that's really popped when you look at adding Robert Woods and trading for Shaq Mason and uh, extending Laramie Tunsil and signing Dalton Schultz and signing Devin Singletary. <laughs> Sheldon Rankin. Sheldon. Yeah. Jimmy they, Ward. <laughs> they have made a very emphatic push to add talent and not just add uh, one year, two, three million dollar contracts to the books for the third straight season, which is good. Uh, you certainly feel like they, they feel as though they have a, a direction that they're committing themselves to. Um, they have some additional youth up front. Kenyon Green, first-round pick from last year. Uh, in, in the books there, they added Noah Brown as well, which we didn't mention. So they have this blend of size. I think they probably have more upside from a separation ability than the Panthers receivers do right now between Robert Woods as a route runner. And if we get to see John Mechie back healthy after missing his rookie season, which we certainly hope we get to see. Um, and by the way, uh, best wishes to Foster Moreau. Mm-hmm. Uh, that news came out yesterday. And uh, the the – pending free agent visit to New Orleans and uncovered he had Hodgkin's lymphoma. So sending best wishes to Foster Moreau. Speaking of uh, NFL players who are going through some uh, personal battles with their health that we want to see back on the field as soon as possible. So, uh, Joe, this this team has invigorated this roster with a lot of new players, but it's a lot of moving parts. And I think that's one of the concerns that I have is just too much new all at once. Yeah, I think that's a, a fair concern to have, Kyle. I do have to wonder why you didn't mention Amari Rogers as one of the you know, young ride receivers here. To... I'm, I was trying to leave my my draft L's in the past, and <laughs> it's not an L. It just this listen, might be the spot to unlock listen, it all. No, I know where I put Amari Rogers in my top seventy-five from that year's <laughs> class, so I know for a fact that that's an L, and we're we don't have I to know. fight the semantics on. No. Uh, I like this offensive line. I think it's come together nicely. Shaq Mason was a great addition. I think he'll only help Kenyon Green quite a bit and, and the good tackle tandem already with Tunsil and, and Howard. Um, like you said, a lot of new, blending it all together. Um, and obviously, D'Amico Ryan's a defensive-minded head coach. He hires Bobby Slowick to be the OC. He's young, 35 years old, one of the Shanahan disciples. Um, so we'll see. That hasn't always worked. Um, when they immediately leave, obviously there's a lot of good core philosophy there. But I think from a personnel perspective, honestly, this doesn't look like Shanahan personnel to me for sure, right? Like there's there's some yeah. different stuff being put together here in my opinion. And I mean, Bill Lazor's part of this offensive staff, but relatively speaking, I think you have a, a, a young and, and inexperienced offensive staff to go with a defensive-minded head coach. Yeah, I, I look at between Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary and, and even Mike Boone, um, the backs, they can thump, they can run downhill, they can challenge you physically. 
Um, it's kind of the DNA of this division, right? You think about the Indianapolis Colts with Jonathan Taylor, and you think about what the Tennessee Titans have with Derrick Henry or have had with Derrick Henry. We'll see if Derrick Henry continues to be a staple of that offense, but it's kind of just the like how the, the college conferences have their own flavor of playing. It certainly feels like the AFC South kind of has its own flavor of playing as well, um, where they, they want to challenge you physically and certainly think this is with, with D'Amico Ryans and the success that he was a part of with San Francisco. The DNA there was run the bo- football successfully. Now, it might be a different way of running the football, but run the football successfully and play defense. And uh, that that's a good aspiration to put a young quarterback in, I will say that. Whereas if you foil it to Carolina, you look at Carolina and you probably say, okay, yeah, there, there's this is probably going to be a little bit more of a passing-oriented offense, even though the receivers aren't necessarily where you might like them to be. What's interesting for me with Houston is they're picking two. And one talking point that I've tried to bring up a few times is – we can't assume that the quarterback needy teams actually like the, all the quarterbacks, all the quarterbacks. Or, or they like more than one or two or be willing to actually hitch their wagon to a guy. And for as big as the need for the Texans is at quarterback, their defense is still hurting as well, and I would say especially edge rusher and really having a premier guy that can really – consistently win and dictate the action and so they're going to have to ask themselves well is there a defensive lineman that we need to lean into here over the quarterback and and if you like the quarterback that you're left with or the quarterbacks that you're left with after Carolina makes their choice well then I think you you would obviously lean into that quarterback but should we be mindful of a world where Houston doesn't pick a quarterback at two yeah, I don't think they have to, right? It's like you said, it's a first-year coach. You had the luxury of time on your side. Um, they are flush with assets because of the Deshaun Watson trade. Uh, so, and they pick again at twelve. What do you do with twelve? Do you come up? Do you go down and get an extra first-round pick for next year? How competitive do you, do you expect yourself to be in year one? Do you expect to put yourself in that? Your ceiling is probably that early teens in the draft order in which you're probably going to be in the strike zone to swing the bat next year and and go trade up for a guy after you had a year. Like, yeah, I think it's all in play. And I don't think this year's quarterback class is filled with slam dunk projections. You got, you got to, the only people who know what the Texans want to be at the end of the road is the Texans. And they have to look at what they aspire for that final picture to look like and ask themselves if any of the guys that are playing behind center in this year's class can fulfill that for them. If the answer is yes, then you take him. No questions asked. You don't get cute. You don't take the guy two right. and then trade it from 12. But if the answer is meh or no, then I wouldn't force right. myself into that situation. Yeah, they got to ask himself, are there two that we like? Are we two that we're willing to hitch our wagon to? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this because I know you've done a lot of t- uh, work on this Shanahan offense. You know it really, really well. What quarterback do you think – Assuming Houston wants to replicate a lot of those Shanahan dynamics, is there a quarterback among these top four that pops for you as the are, one that they would like? Are you looking to run the Trey Lance 
aspirations as the next evolution of the Shanahan, or are you looking for the traditionalist? That's what makes it tough, man. Because what I I think what we have to be honest with, though, is that we get excited about the Trey Lance iteration, but that hasn't been a thing yet, right? Correct. It's been the traditional aspect. And so I think for that reason, we should look at it through that lens. Stroud. And if Stroud goes one? (laughs) For look, Bryce has the anticipation to do it, but the DNA of Bryce being a consistent intermediate middle of the field thrower with his size and stature from the pocket is not a projection that is super clean. And the volume of that Shanahan offense is right in between the hashes, right down the chute. It's going to be fun. Right. (laughs) It's going to be because I could talk myself into like four different players. Well, and if you want, if you want the Trey Lance souped up version, then it's Anthony Richardson. Richardson. Yeah. And why not Levis, right? He's Levis is the guy who's actually run right iterations of this offense in the past. Now, the one he ran last year was Gangarello was awful, but Liam Cohen. Yeah, there's something was there, there, left to go to the Rams and then came back to Kentucky. So (laughs) there's a very clear pipeline there. Uh, with with that offense, but uh, I mean, Will's the guy that's worked with Rams and 49ers offensive coordinators the last mm-hmm. two years. Mm-hmm. So Stroud's the the, the Stroud's the ideal fit. Probably goes one, and so now they're in this other world where they have to figure it out. So that's that's what makes the NFL offseason like so fun. So Correct. We'll speculate about that for another month or so, and in just a moment here, we're going to shift our focus to the Indianapolis Colts, which have uh, a lot of of interesting dynamics there as well so we need a quick break we'll be right back we're talking colts hi i'm jake from locked on think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you your favorite football team what you wear to the playoff watch party that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip or even your new haircut which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is Everything that makes you, you, makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Okay, Joe, Indianapolis Colts. Um, this is a team that regressed. I think the concern for the Colts is that their uh, optimal investment window, you know, when you think that when Ballard got there in 17 and Luck missed the whole year, and then Luck comes back and you win 10 games, and then Luck retires on the doorstep of the season. You go from 10-6 and six to 7-9. and nine, and Then you bring in Phillip Rivers and you win 11 games, and then it was Carson Wentz and you lost the last two and missed the playoffs, and then this past year was um, Matt Ryan, and just the whole thing fell apart on you. You needed a scapegoat midway through the season, so you fired Frank Reich, and then whatever the heck happened with Jeff Saturday happened. I look at this roster, and the concern that I have is the players that they have at premier positions. 
name the three most important, the three most premier positions on the offensive side of the football in the NFL Quarter, today. Quarterback, offensive tackle, wide receiver. Yeah, who you got at those spots? Um, Gardner Minshew, Bernard Raymond, Braden Smith, Michael Pittman, and Alec Pierce. Is that the worst collection? <laughs> I'm dead serious. Probably. Is, is that the worst collection of offensive premier talent of any team in the league right now? Probably so. How about the defensive side of the ball? What are the most the two most important positions on the defensive side of the ball? Edge rusher and corner. Oh, yeah. Who the Colts have there? Quiddy Pay. Uh, they just signed Samson. Ebukam. I just, I, his pronunciation there I learned the other day, and I've already forgotten. It's like a bookum. It's a bookum. That's it. Abukum. Samson Abukum. There it is. Abukum. Yep. Uh, and uh, uh, good lord, who are their corners? Uh, Isaiah Rogers, Kenny Moore's a slot, and uh, who's going to be the other one? Dallas Flowers. It's my case in point. Yeah. It's just, it, and the thing that burns me up is Chris Ballard had two years in which he in consecutive seasons had the number one amount of cap space in the NFL. And I get it. You took care of your own guys. You paid Quentin Nelson. You paid Shaquille Leonard. You traded for and paid DeForest Buckner. And now you've kind of gone the middle-class quarterback route a couple years in a row. And now you're left with this roster that just has no needle movers at premier positions. Jonathan Taylor's coming back off an injury. The offensive line regressed. You've you've got you and you last year you banked on all rookies from your rookie class to step into critical spots. Yeah, that was kind of nuts. So that's I that's where I look at the Colts, and I don't get the warm and fuzzies, and like what have been the needle moving maneuvers that they've made in free agency this year? Nothing. Right. So so Sam's now you book them. now Isaiah you're banking McKenzie. on Ryan Kelly and Quentin Nelson and Braden Smith, and Jonathan Taylor to shoulder the load for a rookie quarterback. Sounds like me. Sounds to me like you're quite underwhelmed with Mr. Chris Ballard. Tell me why. Tell me why you shouldn't be. You're, no, you're you're not wrong at all. And I I consumed Locked On Dolphins yesterday, um, so which I'm, was pretty much committed to. If you think putting all your chips in in to a two or three year window is bad. Look at it from the other side of the fence in which you had almost 10 wins a season average across three seasons, had the number one amount of salary cap space for two of those three seasons and didn't do anything with it. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty enlightening. Um, pretty enlightening, for sure. So, yeah, I think there's no question that Chris Ballard has created a bit of a mess. Um, but he's still there. And there's a new head coach, and it's Shane Steichen, and obviously – pretty exciting what he did with that Eagles offense yes. last year. Um, and so I think at the core of the Colts potentially ushering in a new quarterback uh, with a draft pick, I think my optimism is rooted in him being able to unlock them, hopefully having a stable rushing attack with John Taylor and some, and some quality on the offensive line. And then I think you need to diversify your receiver core a little bit Um Pittman and, and Pierce, I think, can be helpful players. Isaiah McKenzie. But... <sighs> Isaiah McKenzie. Um... <laughs> this sigh. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Isaiah McKenzie is a useful player if you're going to get man coverage. He did diversify their receiver room, too. He did. He gave them something different. And and well, they needed it because they lost Paris Campbell. And Paris yeah. Campbell last year was really good. But, you know, injuries his first three seasons were just impossible to work with. Um, but I think they need more of that. They need. I think they need more versatility with the receiver core. And, and whatever you want to make Isaiah McKenzie, he's not a vertical threat. Um, and so I think you need that. I think you need some field stretching here to improve your spacing, like playing offense or excuse me, playing defense, defense against this Colts offense right now. doesn't intimidate me at all. Right. Unless like, they're, unless they're able to move you up front. Right. And, that's, and I, and I was very harsh at the beginning, but that is the element that they do have is it's, if they have the ability to get back into what they did with the DNA of running the ball, it will alleviate a lot of the concerns. Yes, but I still think you need some route running here, somehow, yeah. some way. Yeah. Somehow, some way, <laughs> you you gotta find it. Um, nice catch point players in Pittman and Pierce, like they're and the tight ends. A lot of big bodies at tight end. Right. I think the tight end, the tight ends, can be a really nice element to this offense. They're deep there, especially Jelani Woods. Obviously, has a high ceiling. Excited to see his development. Yeah. But they need more here. And and you don't love saying that with Chris Ballard, who's been their GM since before 17. Andrew Luck retired, right? 17. I mean, it's a lot of time to build. And he, granted, he had quite the hole to dig himself out of, but it looked like he did for in the first four seasons. But as you've gotten out of that original investment cycle where you had assets to, to use, what you're left with on the, the back end of that I don't think you built yourself enough runway for transitions that don't include this regression season that they had, and now you're almost starting back at square one again. If there's a positive, well, there's more than one positive, but one positive that I want to highlight is the in-season growth of Bernard Raymond at left tackle. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a disastrous start to his career, but I thought he got better throughout the season. And Quentin Nelson, if he can get healthy, obviously he's a high-impact player. Ryan Kelly, Braden Smith, your right guard's a little underwhelming. But I think this has the makings of a quality offensive line. Jonathan Taylor, diversify your receiver core and find your quarterback. You have a creative offensive mind in Shane Steichens. Jim Bob Cooper, Cooter, your offensive coordinator here. Defensively, like they were pretty decent last year. Hopefully you can have some growth there. I don't. I don't think it's – all bad with the Colts, but it's there's some concerning elements here, and they need to to take a step here because it's hard for me to look at this through the lens of Shane Steichen and then look at this through the lens of Chris Ballard because they've come in at such different times. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to really hold them in in one bucket together. Yeah, because you might be looking at a lame duck situation here, where if this season does not go well. Chris Ballard might be on the move. Yeah. Um, I think this needs to be an athlete. I think between running the ball, trying to get an appealing quality, think about what Philadelphia did well. They had a really good offensive line. They could run the football with effectiveness. The quarterback was an element there for running the ball with Jalen Hurts. The receivers aren't going to win you a lot on their own right now, as you said. So I think outside of structure is probably a little bit more of an appeal. I think I think Richardson might be the best fit 
for what personnel the Colts have now. It's a question of what personnel they want to have and are going to build towards. And your urgency to play that guy, too. Right. I mean, Richardson's about the fewest rep quarterback I've ever seen as a guy we're talking about in this stratosphere of the draft. Right. Well, And so you have Garner Minshew and Nick Foles and Sam Ellinger. We so said, we got about a month <laughs> left. It'll be fun. Make sure you hit subscribe on Locked On NFL Scouting. Your teams every day here on the Locked On Network. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino. Uh, you can find Locked On NFL Scouting on YouTube or wherever you listen to all of your favorite podcasts. We appreciate you allowing us to be a part of your day. We hope you will come back and do that ride again tomorrow. We got one more day this week. So hit subscribe. Come on back and see us. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs. We'll talk with you all again tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.